Hey, Panthers fans, this is Alex Bryant, joined with Ricky Rain for the Kitty Lit Podcast. Hey, um, I actually was just, I was thinking about this. Do you think I would get in trouble for, like, every every time that we do this, I, like, make up, like, a different thing to do? Like, um, I was thinking about, like, hello, Panther Nation, like, hello, <laughs> Vietnam, or, like, um, you know, we were talking about before, like, Ricky, 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 Ricky. Yeah. Like, but I, I think it's get, a great like, idea. Do a little, like, personal flair every single intro, you know? Yeah, does that, like, um, you think, uh, you don't get in trouble for that. I I don't podcast. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you're, like. I don't think so. If it's, like, like something else. I try, Uh, I don't want to get sued for doing this. Right, yeah, you don't want the (laughs) infringement law coming for you. Yeah, No, I think you'd be okay, man. I drink beer while I do this, but I always have a koozie on because I don't want to, like, have, like, (laughs) like, show a logo or something. Yeah. Uh, Get in trouble for it, so, uh. Anyway, pineapple. Pineapple. Uh, welcome First back, of the day. man. Thanks, welcome man. Back. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I uh, I thought you hated me for a little bit because when we <laughs> usually talk, you like are super quick to respond, unless right. I'm like texting you at like one a.m. and yeah. then I'm like, oh yeah, he's probably he's probably asleep. Uh, <laughs> but man, I would I would text you and I'm like, oh man, he's not he's not texting me back. Is he is he mad at me? But it sounds <laughs> like you just had a great time at at training. Man, camp. yeah, I I got there and. Took a couple of pictures, you know, early just to kind of like remember what the setup was and, and show family and friends. But then once everything started, man, I was I was trying to record clips that I could come back and watch. But I was also just trying to like submerge myself in the experience. It was it was such an awesome thing, man. Like it, going to Gibbs Stadium at Wofford, it's a smaller stadium. I think it's like 1300 capacity or something. There's bleachers on both sides. Um, it's beautiful, though. And, it, and it's just it's where we've held training camp for the Panthers since we've become an NFL franchise. So the historical aspect of it is just a really cool thing to be involved in. Um, and this year we had a great turnout with fans. It was very um, energetic and lively. Uh, the team, like the players, were getting involved with fans to an extent, you know, um, a lot of hyping up, a lot of interviews before and after. Um, it was just a really cool thing, man. It was a really nice experience. And if you've never been down there, if we continue on at Walford, I know that's a conversation that's happening. If we continue, I suggest everybody to get out there if they can. It's just a I, really cool time. Man, I'm coming. I'm, I'm going to yeah. find a way. I, I'm, I know I'm going to have a, like a, a kid. Um, and I think that'll be, be nine months old at that time. Right. Um, so I, I hate calling it, it. We don't know gender, so I say it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, we, were at a, we did our anatomy scan a couple of days ago. And uh, – the the person uh, I forgot what they called who not the doctor but the person that was doing the ultrasound uh-huh. um, they were uh, they were like do you guys want to know the gender or do you guys know the gender we're like no so they kept on calling it baby this yeah, is baby's hands yeah. this is baby's yeah. so so I think I should say just start saying baby um, I, that's probably better than saying it for your <laughs> unborn child but I'm guilty of that as well before I had a kid I didn't know anything about children's ages or anything I would say it all the time like. A two-year-old could be a nine-year-old for all I knew before I had a child, you know? And now the only thing that I know about kids even having a five-year-old is that you're going to be sick all the time. That's the yeah. only thing I know for certain. Uh, well, can't wait. But yeah. I'm going to – man, it just looks so much fun. And it's great. I think what's, like, kind of scary about that is – not scary, but, like, you you went with your buddy, so that's cool. Um, right. But, you know – Shout out my boy, Rusty. Let's go, Rusty. Um when you uh when you go like by yourself or just like two of you like i just don't want to be disappointed by the other fans like i don't want them to be like jerks or like i i i I have in my head such a beautiful picture based on people i interact with on twitter and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff but it sounds like 
they were awesome. It sounds like everybody was super nice to you. Was, yeah, every uh, the interactions that you have with Panthers Twitter carries over in real life. Um, they had a there was a charity um, event that was hosted by Panther Nation um, and their podcast, and they had uh, Miss Vashti was there for Carolina Blitz, um, and then Sheena Quick was there. Um, bunch of other podcast creators content creators c3 i believe was in the building cam and t were there they were awesome uh monty from four man rush he was awesome it was it was just a really really cool experience to get to meet everybody and everybody have the same energy in real life that they have online talking ball with everybody was a ton of fun um and there was no awkwardness it was a very approachable situation if you saw somebody that you recognize introduce yourself shake their hand start talking shit with them and it was just a bunch of fun you know, did you did you tell Monty that he's he's the reason why we met? No, I, I forgot about that. The whole <laughs> DJ Chark, DJ Moore thing. Yeah, I forgot um, about that being the creation. Yeah, well, I did too. Um, uh, until I went back because I was like basically getting receipts before everybody just like started deleting them. Uh, yeah, because now everybody thinks <laughs> DJ is him, and it's great. Guys, I've been telling you this for months now. Um, he's, he has looked good. Look there! Look at there! Look at there! Pretty quickly, because I need to. Because <laughs> I mean, the last thing I want to happen is to like him to like, hurt, get hurt or for like uh, I, I mean i would love it if like tmj emerged or mingo emerged and like to overtook him that would yeah. be fine with me because he's here he's, he's basically here for one year i was actually trying to, to figure out at camp him. there was a play where he made a really nice catch on the sidelines and slid out of bounds with a little bit of contact from the defender mm-hmm. and i couldn't remember if i saw him take any more reps after that oh, and no. Don't tell I, me that. I saw him at the end when they were doing sprints and stretches and stuff like that they did a, a handful of sprints afterwards um and i saw him like behind a little bit slower pace and you know it, it's probably just a tired thing but i couldn't remember man and, and i did have that thought i was like i really hope this isn't <laughs> the typical beginning that people are expecting but he's looked so sharp man and i don't want to cloud on how good he's been by saying that that was also mm-hmm. very spe- skeptical of me to even think that yeah, he no, might have no, been no, off but- but everyone also tired. It's, it's a long day. It's it's hot. Um, yeah. But I don't know for sure that I saw him take any other reps after yeah, that. Yeah, it's. I feel like whenever whenever we say things that we see, it's not yeah. that we want to infer it. We're just trying to tell other people yeah. what they would have seen as well. Um, right. So yeah, we never hope for injury. We never want to imply that the player is injured. Right. We're just telling you what we see and like how yeah. we can you know. Especially because people are that. interested about DJ Chart because he has been balling. In yeah. training cam. Oh yeah, I know. Um, yeah. It kind of feels like um, I, I, I feel like I make these comparisons, and it's going to sound really outrageous, and they're totally different. But it kind of seems like um, you know how the Eagles, uh, AJ Brown was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just he just you know eight receptions a game, yeah. always going to get you know close to hundred yards. I feel like Thielen's kind of kind of be that like a like a like a uh, poor man's AJ Brown, not the same player, but as far as the production, and then. Um, Sharks uh, can be like the uh, 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 Devonta Smith, where he's just going to make these fifty-yard catches out right. of nowhere, and then you know three or four games, he's just going to go completely handful off. Handful of weeks, he's just going to explode for one hundred and sixty and three touchdowns. Right, right. Yeah. it kind of feels like that's the dynamic a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we can get into it based on yep. what what you saw. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to go right in. Um, I'm going to start with like the, my deep dive guys because kind of kind of was right uh, so far. Um, I, what I'm so pissed off about, I'm glad that I have tweets about him, but I was supposed to do, do a Hayden Hurst deep dive mm-hmm. and, you know, 
this, I, I, this has just, we, we've had so much time where we can interact. Like life has just gotten away. We put right. eight, eight pods out in what, three weeks now? Yeah, it's pretty um, quick. Yeah, so it's just so like so much information. Like I'm, I'm bombing out. Right. Um, so I'm just gonna go what I saw on Twitter and my reactions because I was here mm-hmm. and you were there and you can elaborate and say, you know, uh, she might have or he might have, you know, overreacted a little bit or yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it was. Um, so first person we're talking about is Miles Sanders because okay. we actually haven't got that much information about him mm-hmm. it feels like he doesn't talk to a lot of people seems like he's very very focused um so yeah let's talk about miles sanders so, so sheena quick um uh, just uh tweeted yesterday uh miles sanders cuts are nasty and then um uh she also talked to frank Wright, and frank Wright said yeah that's our number one guy while mm-hmm. also implying chuba has looked really good as well so yeah. what did you see between the running backs yeah um, she's 100% correct that Miles Sanders has looked very, very sharp. So I think maybe why it's difficult to get a read on the running backs in this portion of camp is because there's not pads on. Right. So when a run play is called and executed in like a 7 on 7 or 11 on 11s, it's really difficult to get a yeah. realistic feel on how that play would have actually unfolded because once somebody gets physical contact on him you don't tackle you don't finish the play and he keeps going through so you just kind of base it off of the explosiveness off of is he hitting the hole you know with with intent Mm. is he getting the right gap is he is he making the right read um and miles has he's looked really sharp with it chuba does chuba looks like he's gained some weight in a Mm -hmm. very functional strength kind of way he Mm -hmm. looks bulked up but he still looks explosive. I, yeah. I got a nice video of him in, um, I think it was seven on sevens. Um, or no, it was it was teams. 11 on 11s, he drill. He he just exploded through this hole. One cut, foot in the ground, and just exploded yeah. through and just ran past everybody without. It doesn't matter if they were playing full speed and actually trying. You wouldn't have stopped him. The momentum yeah. that he had and, and, the, and the speed that he was moving with. I think, I think it was Frank Reich that said he was playing well over 210 now. Oh, so, wow. If he's if he's anywhere in that two hundred and twenty pound range, two hundred twenty five pound range, that's a lot of muscle to be added. Mm. So yeah, the, the running backs have looked really good. Are they? Um, so uh, I feel like watching Reich um, uh, over the years. It's been like a very power run um, mm-hmm. kind of offense. Not a lot of sweeps. Not a lot of um, um, like a lot action of out the wide. Tackles, yeah, yeah. Lot, yeah. So, but Brown and McVeigh kind of split a little bit. Um, yeah. I think they had different backs, so it might be mm-hmm. a little different. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see any of like Brown's influence that way on the, the plays? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of motion um, on the offense. There's a lot of bringing people in from outside alignments into the backfield. LaVisca Chenault did it a couple of times yesterday. Um, Miles was lined up as a receiver in the backfield. Chuba actually was lined up on the far side on his uh, at his own um, on a five- five wide out set wow. with nobody in the backfield and Chuba was the lone man on the, on the left side. Um, there is a lot of motion. There's a lot of spacing and, and getting guys in open space to really use the, the mechanisms that we use in our blocking that, that Campin has taught. He's we're using that really well with the running formations and structures, the way that we're operating these plays. 
And it is a really nice blend of Frank Reich's usual power type runs in mm-hmm. between the tackle and that St. Louis McVeigh kind of tendencies of motion and doing some um, misdirection, off direction type of runs. Yep. It, it, it's, it's a nice balance, man. It's been cool to see the philosophies mesh and, and blend together. And it does look like they're doing it pretty well. Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of feels like what uh, Belichick has always, or McDaniels, I guess, uh, did with their offense. It's like you just kind of frustrate the defense mm-hmm. because you just have so many guys doing so much stuff. And yeah. you just get like a five yards, five yards, five yeah. yards, five yards. So then they're like, they're like, they're not going to do this on us anymore. Opens up the middle of the field, bust out a 20-yard run. Right. Um, so it feels like a Reich in, um, in in that in that sense, McDaniel's are very similar. It's yeah. like let's let's piss you off by you know when he had let's get Zach Pascal to get like a seven yeah. yard out and yeah. just get first down, first down, first down, first down. Yeah. Um, kind of like Aaron Rodgers always did um, at Green Bay, like Devonta Adams eight yards, eight yards, eight yards, mm-hmm. and then press BG deep around the middle. Right. Um, cool. Um, just because I haven't looked at it because I'm. A jerk, and I don't care about the offensive line. Apparently, who was running with the ones uh, for offensive line? Um, it's the same lineup that we've seen uh, presented. It's Icky, Brady, Bozeman, um, Cade Mays was starting at right Mays. guard, and then Moten yep. anchoring over there at the right tackle. Um, I didn't see a whole ton of personnel going in between at that. Mm-hmm. I, I probably didn't pay as much attention to the right. offensive line, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I should I should pay more attention. <laughs> I mean, they're not doing – I mean, they are doing something, but pads well, with are no not pads on. Yeah, 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 with no yeah. pads on, it's just kind of like a are they doing the right movements? Right. Are they, are they going through the motions right. the right way? Um, that will all change Monday, and Frank Reich was super jacked up about that. I think that we all are to see those think, pads get I on on Monday. I think the team is. Yeah. yeah I think Von Bell is. Man, that defense, that defense was swarming. I yeah. tell you, they definitely won the day. The defense did. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we can get into this when we yeah, talk we'll about get defense, defense, but it, it's just bit. a lot of fun, man. That defense is going to be a, a really fun watch this year. Yeah. Um, uh, Thielen, I uh, got uh, Darren, uh, uh, Darren Gant. I actually probably should have gone Chark first, but uh, Chark says Adam Thielen runs like he's 26. <laughs> is he, does he look spry? He doesn't like, look he slow. Looks, he doesn't yeah. look slow. Um, so much talk about the signing of Adam Thielen came mm-hmm. down to he's washed up. He's old, like he's, you know, ball tires. That's not the way that I see it. He's still running really sharp routes. Um, mm-hmm. He's got some quickness to him. He's getting separation. He creates that separation because of his technical prowess, right? Yep. But he does have physical gifts too. Um, the timing aspect of his routes are really impressive. Mm-hmm. He just knows when to when to break and when to make that hard cut. And, and it has that defender with his hips turned and he's just not ready to react to it. Mm-hmm. And Thielen's just smart and crafty enough to know when to do that. Um, is he 26 years old running routes? I don't know, man. That's his teammate. And I'm really glad that yeah. he's saying that for him and giving him that benefit of the doubt. But I don't know that I'm going to stick my neck out there and say that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't, it does, he's deceptively big. Like when you see yeah. when you see him run, he's like Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is like six two, I think, as well. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I six two, I think. Um, like, but he just seems small. Like, mm-hmm. he just feels small. But he's yeah, kind it's, of a it's because guy. of their. In your head, you have this like preconceived notion that a slot receiver and a great route runner is just Wes Welker size, yeah. right? Like yeah. he's small. <laughs> he's a little guy that is shifty, and you lose him, kind of thing. And that's yeah. not always the case. There's a lot of really good, you know, stoutly built slot receivers yeah. that just have good footwork and, and no timing and no anticipation. Um, 
But yeah, Thielen's look good, man. There was one play in, 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 that I'm thinking of a one on one rep that he took against Jeremy Chin. And this was an encouraging rep for every part that I saw. He ran a quick little comeback route, and Chin reacted to it quickly. He diagnosed it the right way. He saw it. Bryce just put it right on him for a completion. I think Thielen, I saw that nice play. hands caught that. But mm-hmm. it was a nice rep all around because it showed that even with Adam running that nice route, Chin wasn't lost out there playing one-on-one mm-hmm. against him either. And that's that's a good sign, man, because that's where a lot of people cons- are concerned about Jeremy. And yeah. he, he did a nice job, dude. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like whatever has happened, and I kind of knew – you. I do it in my deep dive. There's always older guys. There's always vets that just become the rookie's best yeah. friend. And yep. you knew that was going to happen, and I said it was going to happen, and it's happening. Um, however he did it, whether whether he's like a communication thing or it's just like I understand my quarterback or my quarterback just understands me, they're going to they're gonna have they a really a nice good season rapport. together. Yeah, yeah they're going to have a – I mean, I, I, I can't imagine Dylan getting less than 100 targets this year. Yeah, it, it would take injury, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, in the, you're talking just target like there's no telling on actual reception, you know, if that's mm-hmm. going to carry over to a 75, 80 reception. Yeah. But he should get targeted very often in this offense, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, the only thing that I think would change that also is just the emergence of Mingo. Like that would yeah. be, yeah. If he, if he, because he's going to improve as the year goes along. Right. Um, and they use him, they use him nicely now. He had a good day too. Um, all the receivers had a really nice day, actually. Oh, we're getting to another receiver. Yeah. Um, DJ Chark. Um, do, 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 um, Everyone heard uh, of that guy yet? <laughs> <laughs> Mike K. DJ Chark tracking ability is uncanny. Yeah. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, and and Mike is correct on the tracking. It's when that deep ball is coming his way, he has this great ability of at the right moment and kind of at the end of that route, moving just underneath that ball, like just putting it to the point where almost every throw looks like a bread basket just toss from Bryce. And it's a two it's a two way street though. I think I think that Bryce is making great throws deep yeah. with the anticipation, but I think the DJ Chark man is just really really good at positioning his body and his hands in a way that makes it difficult on the defender to be in line. And and that's an underrated aspect of a deep route runner. You know, mm-hmm. like that that's a really important thing and we've seen it a couple times now on these catches from him that he just has a knack for it, man. Yeah. Um I don't I don't, don't want anybody to come after me because I can't compare DJ Chark to anyone apparently w- without people going crazy. Like, <laughs> he kind of reminds me of you remember when um, DeAndre Hopkins was like a rookie or like second year and he was playing with Andre Johnson and mm-hmm. uh, Andre Johnson was like the, the guy getting all the catches yeah. and DeAndre Hopkins would get these. And I, don't, I can't remember who the quarterback was. I think it was, um, uh, what's the, uh, Ho- was it Hoyer? Might've been Hoyer. Brian um, Hoyer maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I can't remember exactly who it was, but that dude would just launch the ball mm-hmm. and it was the same thing. DeAndre Hopkins would just, just, Track find a way and, and, yeah yeah and, and take it long um right. it kind of reminds me of of that a little mm-hmm. i am not saying dj chark is deandre hopkins for anybody that thinks i'm saying that i'm saying that it reminds me of that yeah that's a bold comp and i'm just going to tell everyone that you said that it's <laughs> deandre hopkins like <laughs> we don't need to sign deandre we already have him <laughs> not saying yeah. DJ, yeah. DJ, but dj chark is good um, all right. I mean, I, I, I'm usually a pretty humble guy, but I took so much crap for my DJ chart call that, you know, I gotta, I gotta, no, it's a good, man. You gotta bit. take the victory lap when it's available, right? Like yeah. he's, 
he's had a really nice showing, and I think that he surprised people with his overall ability. Yeah. I, everyone knows he's fast. Everyone knows that he can do the straight line stuff. But he's man, he's just looked really good, and his hands have been really nice too. He's been pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he uh, I he has liked two of my stories, mm. um, and he re- we responded to one last night. I was like, bro, just give me a repost, just one repost. <laughs> yeah, help come me on, out, man. man. Yeah, come on, we're come up on. and comers. Throw, throw me on. a bone. Come on, um, maybe he will. Uh, Speaking I'm gonna, of I'm receivers gonna... too, though, you know, there's another guy though that everyone has been really worried about, and that's Terrace Marshall Jr. because it's been a relatively quiet camp for him. Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. Yeah, and yes, we haven't seen any big splash plays still from him. Um, but he he looks solid out there, dude. He doesn't look like he's not taking it seriously. He doesn't look like he's not putting in work and effort. He's just not seeing the opportunities yet. Yeah. And I think that's just the nature of the offense. That's the nature of a rookie quarterback who's spreading it around and getting comfortable with everybody. But TMJ, his routes look really clean. He looks like he's progressed as a route runner. His mm-hmm. hands look wicked strong. I mean, that's yeah. that's one of his best things. Is that he just When he gets his hands on the ball, he can grip that and just go. Like yeah. he can pluck it out of the air. And I Mingo had a great out of the air pluck catch too. Both mm-hmm. of them just have these strong hands that make them so important for those jump balls or those across the middle catch in traffic type of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want people to panic about the fact that you haven't heard his name a whole lot through training right. camp. He's working so, and, and he's going to end up being an impactful player. So uh, C three talked about um, uh, TMJ, and I mm-hmm. think they were. I think um, I forgot which uh, guy it was because um, I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not so bad with names. But yeah. one guy was saying we definitely need to go after uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and the other guy was like, "No, if we do, we have to get rid of TMJ." And I completely agree with that. Yeah. So if you think right now that Chark can give you the production you need, at least production that's eighty percent, ninety percent Hopkins at thirty. Mm-hmm. I think you do that and keep because if DeAndre if uh, DJ Chark does well, he's gone. Like he's getting a yeah. contract somewhere. Somewhere, and yeah. we're going to need TMJ. If DJ Chark gets hurt, we're going to need TMJ. Right. If we brought in Hopkins, we would have had to get rid of TMJ. Yeah. And then you're shifting everything around, sort of. Um, so I think we've made the right move, not going after Hopkins, mostly for cap reasons because we have to yeah. sign all these guys. Um, but also because you want to keep TMJ engaged if he starts emerging, and it seems like he is. Yeah, for the sake of progressing, right, yeah. as a player and for the sake of confidence building, right. that if you have the confidence in a player like that and you want him to grow into a major contributing role, then give him that chance. Don't yeah. don't stun it by saying that we're not 100% sure you can handle this right now. Maybe we ease you into it. No, no. Line up behind your guy, you know, and yeah. say – we believe in you. We think you can do this. We're not. We're not interested in making an addition until you prove us wrong on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and, like, think about like the expense. So, what did DeAndre Hopkins go for? Fifteen million dollars, something around there. In, yeah, in, something in, like that. Yeah. So, so you got to pay him next year for that. So, say right. DJ Chark does well, but you see, you see, TMJ also doing well. Yeah. If you if, if Shark leaves and you have a twenty, what, what is uh, team uh, TMJ's twenty three? I think if you have a twenty four yeah. year old, yeah, and you only got a and you go, you give them an extension, three year extension for what? Right. 18, like three or $18 million. Right. Way more easier. And you got a younger guy and a guy that's like yeah. emerging into that role. Um, yeah. So Agreed. I uh, also shout out C3. Um, yep. Anyway, moving on. Uh, another call. Ugh. You can look at my Twitter. I talk about it all the time, but another win for me. Uh, Will Kunkel 
Hurst has been waiting for a moment like this his entire career. He's preparing for a lot of balls to come his way. Reich says, tight end is very important in his offense. Mm -hmm. When people talk, listen to them. Hurst is going to have a big, big, in my opinion, you saw it, I'm asking you, I'm kind of asking you, I think tight end in general, I'm going to ask you about Hurst and uh, Trimble, Mm -hmm. but Hurst seems to think that he's going to get a lot of targets his way, and we've seen it through outright entire career back to Antonio Gates, Ertz, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jack Doyle, Moali Cox. We know this, yeah. but everybody, you know where he's going in fantasy drafts? Tight in 27. You can get him for free in fantasy. Eric Ebron was went tight in 17 his first year in Indy. He mm-hmm. finishes tight in four. Yeah. Like, I remember that. That was a big year for Ebron. What are we yeah. really doing? Yeah, yeah. So the tight end position has also been one that I think has been more quiet throughout the first installment of training camp. That first block, I think, is how Frank um, worded it. Um, Saturday, they all looked good. Mm-hmm. They all showed. Um, Tommy Tremble. Even Tommy Thomas? Tremble had some really nice plays. I know. I saw a Tremble. But even yeah. Ian Thomas looked good? Ian Thomas looked good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ian Thomas had a couple nice little um, pass catches. Um, now, Thomas, see, that's the thing, though, and this is what Frank talked about as well, is that each one of them has a strong suit and each one of them has a skill set. And then they all have the versatility to kind of like interchange with those things. But he's going to scheme up things and call people's plays and numbers for their strengths as well. So Ian Thomas, where you may not see him catching a lot of deep passes or anything like that, he's integral to the run game. He's integral to the play action game. Um Hayden Hurst, yeah, I do think that he's going to see a lot of targets. I don't know that I necessarily agree 100% that he's been waiting his whole life for this opportunity because he had a <laughs> he pretty good it. opportunity playing with Joe Burrow, right? Like, Yeah, he got that, hurt. I mean, He got hurt, yeah, but he still was – that was his big opportunity. He went to you know the postseason. He was, he was a safety blanket in the playoffs mm-hmm. for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's had a big moment before. Yeah. That doesn't mean, though, that he's not probably going to see more activity on the offensive well, that, side here. That's the right? thing. Yeah, different offenses. You know, Frank different Brent offenses, the ball. different different supporting cast because they yeah. did have the superstar Jamar Chase and T yeah. Higgins, they yeah. and, and Tyler Boyd. Like they they have a very deep, dynamic wide receiver court in Cincinnati. Yeah. But yeah, in Frank Reich's tight end centric offense, yeah, he should absolutely see more action than he has in his career. I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with him being tight end twenty seven. I agree with him being tight end eight. That's what I had. That's Maybe what I somewhere had. in that range. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. him tight end eight. And like, Fringe top ten tight end, yeah, right, in fantasy yeah, land. A- in, in real land, in real football, which don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on fantasy football. I love fantasy football. Yeah. I'm addicted to it. been playing for years. Uh, shout out Carolina's Champions Cup League. Let's that's, go. Uh, that's, that's my guys. Um, I think that in, in terms of actual football value, I think that Hayden Hurst, yeah, he's still a top ten tight end, fringe tight end. But it's less noticeable because of the fact that he's going to be rotated in and out. He's not going to get 95% of the snaps like a Travis Kelsey or somebody yeah. else would, right? He, he so he won't targets. see the usage. Right. Um, but his value to this yeah. team and to this offense, yeah, man, he's he's fringe top top 10, and he's going to have a major impact here. Yeah, I think he, that Tommy Tremble is too, though. And I think Tommy Tremble can be used a little bit more um, – out of the backfield, different alignments. Like yeah. I, I just think that he's got a little bit more of an athletic dynamicism that yeah. maybe Hurst lacks. 
but he doesn't have the consistency that Hurst has yeah. shown. Um, so it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see how they deploy all three of these guys. And then keep in mind, Gio Ricci is still technically going to be called a tight end or a fullback. I'm not sure yeah. how they'll have him listed. But he's going to have a little bit of involvement too, man. He's a nice player. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about Ebron. See, you can see like a trend. You know who Reich likes. Ebron, yeah. 6'4", 250, runs a 4'6". First round talent. Hurst, 6'5", 250, runs a 4'6". First round talent. Similar, yeah. Like you, you kind of see it happening. Um, I kind of agreed with uh, um, uh, 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 Trimble. Um, and, and when I talk about this, I do a fantasy podcast as well. Uh, but when I talk about it on fantasy, I said um, the tight the uh, tight end offense in um, uh, the Bengals had 92 targets last year to wide uh, to tight ends. Um, Reich. In the, his four years, he averages out around 130 to 131 targets yeah, a year. That's a significant ends. uptick. 42% yeah. uptick in tight end uh, targets. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to have a lot more opportunity, even if you see less snaps. Definitely. Um, so that's only a fancy thing. I also think that Hurst is he's a very reliable. He was number two in catch percentage. He's perfect for what Reich needs. And he's going to yeah. be a good red zone threat outside of Thielen, even though I think Thielen's going to be number one red zone threat. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, I and we talked. We I felt like we flew through the offense. Mm-hmm. We talked about it for a little while, looking at our clock right now. So I kind of want to like. Oh, actually, let's touch on Bryce. We kind of talked about him like through these guys. Yeah. How good does Bryce look? He looks good. He's he's the real deal. He was less than sharp on Saturday, um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I think that the main thing that I saw with the offense right now is that the timing is still a work in progress. Of course, um, there are flashes of what we are shooting for and what we're aiming for with this offense that we're getting a good look at it right now. And and when it plays that way, mm-hmm. when we reach the potential and we are firing on all cylinders, it's awesome, man. Like they're yep. the routes that are being run by these receivers, a lot of levels, a lot of spacing, a lot of spacing, a lot of mesh, a lot of crossing it. There's just a lot of fun elements to the offense and Bryce is executing it at a high level. The mm-hmm. timing is the part that is still being worked out. He yeah. was off on a couple of those, behind on a couple of routes. Even though the um, catch that I was talking about by Jonathan Mingo, the great pluck out of air with his hands, it was slightly behind him. That's why mm-hmm. he had to turn and make that really athletic catch. Um, but when, once that timing gets there and these things are operating a little bit more seamlessly, it's going to be a dynamic offense and it's going to be because of Bryce's correct reading of defenses. Mm-hmm. That chess match, I think, is really helping him. Playing up against Evero's defense every single day, I really think has benefited Bryce clearly already because of his anticipation that he's showing, that he knows he has to play with. Maybe he's not nailing these throws with the timing right now on every single opportunity, but he knows where he has to put the ball. Right, yeah. And that's that's a sign the that right, he is... Like the right play. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's a sign that he is seeing things correctly and he is learning the NFL offense that he's running, the timing just isn't a hundred percent there. And that's to be expected. You know, once mm-hmm. we get pads on too, and that's on Monday, once we get pads on, once we do the joint practices against an actual opponent, let's see how he progresses in that. I, I think that he's going to progress like weekly. Mm-hmm. It is. It's wild to say that because you're like, no, nah, I mean, you're, you're not going to see noticeable changes in the way that an NFL player plays week by week for a rookie. I think you kind of do, but mm-hmm. for a guy like Bryce, it's evident. Yeah. Like, you could see from his very first few practices that he did at OTAs and stuff like that as to where he is now. He's even got more command. And that's a scary thing because for a guy like him 
if he continues on with that trajectory of getting more command and timing being more on point and consistent, it, he's going to be a dangerous, dangerous quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, well, that's why you need the. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like crapping on on Mingo, but yeah. how? I know we said it was slightly behind him, but how much mm-hmm. of that is on Mingo? It, like we, it, it feels like that's why you go after these vets that still have game in them is yeah. because they know where to be, the timing, the intricacies of it. Yeah. The younger players don't always have it. They don't have their their routes are sometimes it's ten steps, sometimes yeah. seven steps, sometimes. So the timing is is always going to be tougher for the younger yeah. people, uh, the younger people, the younger NFL players, players, um, right, wide receivers. Um, so that's why I think that um, Thielen's very important. Miles Sanders mm-hmm. is very important. Uh, Hurst is very important. These guys that have been around, they know that I have a rookie quarterback, can't read my mind. I right. have to make sure that every route that I do on every single play is exactly how we practice it because I got to help my, my quarterback out. And right. I think that that's, I think that's something that Mingo has to kind of learn. Yeah. But when that happens, like you said, when that happens, that's yeah, when, when it's firing on all cylinders, it, it, it's going to yeah. be dangerous. Um, the other thing with the Bryce part of this, and, and Frank talked about it with the interception, not Saturday, but I think it was in Thursday's practice, one of the interceptions. I think it was a CJ Henderson one. Um, he talked about it and said it was a miscommunication with the receiver and yeah. Bryce. And that's also a part of this that is getting cleaned up and, and tightened up is communication and timing. That's the whole point of practices. You know, yeah. you get better by repetition. Practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. Every old adage that you can think of, it, it, it's an adage for a reason. It's true. You yeah. have to do this stuff over and over and over. And you see some of these no pad drills that everyone's like, well, I, how does that even really benefit the team when you're not, you're not wearing pads? Walking through training of your brain, you're like making that mold in your head of what your body is supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, as they get through this with pads on and they get to see full speed, I think that they're going to feel really comfortable with where Bryce is coming in. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that everybody, everybody's way more excited where we are now versus yeah. where we were last year. This one, absolutely. Time. So, um, yeah, he he looks and it's, looks really good. I and he's, he he does look human though. That's important to remember. Yeah. He looks yeah. really good, and he also looks like he's not perfect. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes looks like that. Like, he, yep, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes when he played the Bills, a little uh, less human for Patrick Mahomes. But yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was saying like every quarterback. Um, uh, Brady threw a pick six against the Titans uh, to lose his last game in New England. Yeah. Um, uh, Mahomes threw a pick to lose the game against Buffalo last year. Yep. It happens, guys. Yep. It, it it happens. It's fine. Absolutely. Um, you 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 you're not you're, you're human. Everybody's human. Yeah. Um, moving on to the defense because, like you said, they won the day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of touch on all of these. I, actually, what I want to do is I want to give you this platform. Uh, to talk about how we're using them. But um, John Ellis tweeted out, Chin, Bell, Woods, seeing plenty of time together. Yeah. Are they on the field a lot together, 50% yes. of the time, 75% of the time? Yeah, I, I don't know what percentage I would put on it, um, but that was one of the takeaways that I had from Saturday is that the defensive structure that we're running, it's a lot of sub packages. It's a lot of nickel personnel. Um, and that makes a ton of sense with the way that the roster is set up in the fact that we know that Chin has his more obvious deficiencies in coverage and when he's deep, so he's better suited playing close to the line or in the box. Um, 
but you also don't really want to say he's only going to be on the field as a in the box safety for a couple of snaps you know like mm-hmm. you want him on the field as much as possible and it's also the way that Evero disguises his coverages and his defensive fronts we had multiple times yesterday where I saw there was two guys with their hands in the dirt and the rest were linebackers crowding and stuffing that line to fill in the box and actually on the interception that Shaq had on Bryce he was up against the line he was pressing up against the line showing pressure and then dropped back into man coverage and stayed with his guy the entire time and made a great a great uh, sideline interception and that was it was one-on-one athleticism staying with the guy and playing well but it was also in that defensive design that philosophy that that play was running we're seeing a lot of that sub packaging though so mm-hmm. i would not be surprised to see more three safety um calls and formations out there i just don't think you can really call it three safety because chin is playing this big nickel yeah. You know, like it's just a different alignment than a Mm -hmm. safety. But yeah, the three of them, I think you'll see them out there a lot. Our secondary in general, man, was was probably the thing that I came away with most impressed yesterday. Um, CJ Henderson and Keith Taylor look improved to me. I'm not going to say that they're going to be, you know, top 25 corners in the league, but they don't seem like the guys that will get burned for 160 yards and three touchdowns again. They. CJ was quoted yesterday as talking about he knows that it's a contract. It's a bag year for him. He's got to well, cross prove his worth. He's got to do it. Say what now? I'm crossing that off the list. I had that. Yeah. As a oh, you point. had that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't interrupt you. Um, no, that's my fault, man. Um, you got these great talking points, and I'm over here just blabbering. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you were there. I'm just this guy that's just like um, saves. Uh, yeah, so CJ, he knows that this is a make it or break it year for him. He said as much in his own words. And he's taking it seriously. It's always been a question of can he do it consistently? Can he put it together and and make the mental part work with the physical? I think the staff is going to help him there. I do see him working a lot on the physical. Um, I, I, I feel decent about it. And Keith mm-hmm. Taylor looks pretty nice. He had a couple of reps on one-on-ones against Jonathan Mingo um, where he stayed with him, made a nice play at the end to kind of make it difficult for him. Um they also have a noticeable separation from the new guys that have been brought in. The Herb Millers, the Rajon Wright. Um, those two do not look at the level of CJ and Keith Taylor. Yeah. Which is expected, but also is a nice thing to hear because there's a lot of optimism from fans, especially that all of a sudden this undrafted free agent, Rajon Wright, was going to come in and take over as quarterback too if mm. Dante wasn't playing well or if CJ or if JC got hurt. That's not going to be the case. These other guys look better. And that's a good encouraging sign for the fan base for not believing in them. Mm-hmm. If they're showing improvement, that's a good thing for this defense. Yep. And, yep. and it also has to make you feel comfortable that if we run out four or five, you know, secondary guys, as opposed to a heavy four, three defensive alignment, we're not losing anything by having them out there. These are physical guys. They're fast guys. We're going to play an aggressive defense and they kind of fit that mold. So I think that just this defensive philosophy and the change in the environment there is really going to benefit guys like C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor, and they looked nice on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Warren, Warren Sharp and uh, Sharp Analytics have mm-hmm. uh, the Panthers as the eighth best secondary in the that's league. Wild, isn't it? it it's so and that's like what I, like that's why I'm like I'm glad we're doing this. We talk through this kind of stuff yeah. because. I know as Panthers fans, we get upset when our guys don't play well. We want to blame it on someone yeah. instead of just being like, 
the coach was freaking awful. Right. Like he was terrible. We dealt with injuries. We didn't have the right personnel playing in the right spots. Like, look out for, like, guys like Jeremy Chin this year, Derek Brown this year, these guys that are playing, like, in their actual position yeah. that's going to, like, give them the best ability to do what they do best. Right. Um, yeah. Shout out Sharp Analytics. Uh, but yeah. eighth best sec- secondary, and you see it. I mean, we had a first round talent in Horn, first round talent in CJ. We loved Keith Taylor until he got burned by um, Mike, my Mike Evans. Like, yeah, we got to, we got to, you know, understand that we're okay. We're, 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 yeah, we're okay. I, I just think that you're right. I think that there's talent there. I think that there's potential, and we don't need to panic just yet. Let's see how it goes at, at the you know beginning of the season. See if the progression in camp translates to the regular season in the playing field and just take a deep breath mm-hmm. um we got cap space we can trade yeah we, like, we, yeah, we can always right. make moves we're an aggressive um we're gonna see office. how things happen yeah we're gonna see how things look with pads on and then we're gonna see what happens with the big cut and the shakeout of other people's rosters and then we'll be able to assess and make a decision from there absolutely. if we need to absolutely yep. um uh moving on kind of kind of in the same bell um oh well same vein um or Bell, uh, either way. Yeah, well, I'm Bells talking and about Bell. Interplay, interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, same Bell. What, <laughs> what, what's in the, uh, um, so Mike K, in his like breakdown of yesterday, mm-hmm. one one point, Shaq T and Von B ball out. Yep. Were they the best players on the field yesterday? Um, probably. I would also put Derek Brown in there. Derek Brown oh. was incredibly disruptive. Um, Crossing that off the list. Took another one, huh? Yeah. Look at me. <sighs> I'm fucking. Well, talking about Derek today. Brown then. <laughs> I'm just um, uh, yeah, but I do think that Von Bell 100% stood out. He was all over the field in coverage. He, he was, you know, the other thing about Von Bell, and I saw him in in pre practice stretching, and he's just chirping, man. He's just barking the entire time. That dude has charisma. That dude has an energy that is infectious, and you can see it going through the defense. It's it's an identity almost like we have we have a lot of heart on the defense. We just didn't have a ton of vocal leaders. I don't think um, Derek Brown is a beast of a human being. When I saw him just standing on the field yesterday, I literally tapped my buddy and I was like, "That's that dude is gigantic, like just a barrel chested manimal. It is incredible how big he looks next to other exceptionally large human beings." Um, Von Bell, Derek Brown, and Shaq Thompson. Shaq is everywhere. Shaq is moving so fluid. He is just playing with instinct. Um, that that interception that he had yesterday was a beautiful play. If you haven't seen that clip, go check it out because it's a fun one. You can see how the offensive aligns. You can see how the defense aligns. And it's a really fun rep on both sides of the ball with a high-level athletic play to finish it off. Um, Von Bell... I, there's just not a lot that you could say about him that hasn't already been said. He's going to be the most undervalued addition on this team for the 2023 season. I, I truly believe that. I don't mean that he's going to be the biggest impact for a newcomer on this team. That's Bryce Young. But the second or biggest DJ impact... Or, or DJ Chark, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I love DJ Chark, and I'm very, very happy about it. But what Vaughn brings to this defense <laughs> is something that is a landscape-changing move for mm-hmm. us. Um, so yeah, shout out Mike K. He was right on that. That was a really impressive day from those two plus Derek Brown. Yeah, I mean safeties are they're important. Like yeah, 
we, the, the Eagles, and that's why I think the Eagles are going to take a step back this year. They want to see. And they're, they're important, especially in a, in a defense like Evero's, too, right? Yeah. That, that comes from that Vic, Vic Fangio defensive tree. Yeah, look um, at Justin Simmons. Like, he, yeah. That, he, he, they're just all. integral, man. They, they've got to yeah. be very versatile, and they're, they're tasked with so much. Mm-hmm. Pre-snap, post-snap, they're tasked with so much responsibility in these kinds of aggressive, high-intelligence defenses. Mm-hmm. And he's the kind of guy that will operate that to a T. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go back to Troy Palomalo. Like, like safeties are mm-hmm. always. Uh, yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson goes yep. to the Eagles. They go to the Super Bowl. You yep. know, uh, Tyrion Matthew go, uh, is on the um, Chiefs. They they um, won a Super yeah. Bowl. Like, yeah, he made a big impact. Yeah, exactly. Right? These guys, you need these guys to kind of make everybody else feel comfortable, like that are in front of them. I guess right. the best. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm, and I don't think that it's undervalued now. I think I think everybody that was at, um, and that's why I wanted to bring him up quite a bit because almost all the tweets I saw, Von Bell people, I yeah. saw the most tweets about Von Bell, uh, DJ Shark, yep. of course Bryce, um, Derek Brown. Well, yep. I have you for De- Derek Brown. I said Ricky Reigns, um, Derek Brown living behind the line of scrimmage. Tweet from yeah. from you, um, and uh, he says to Sheena Quick. We just want to win. No slogan. Mm-hmm. We just want to yeah. win. Um, so that's like all I have is like guys that like kind of stood out to me as far as like the amount of yep. people that were being talked about. Is there anyone I knew that you um, I know I know people guys that you've already uh, talked about that you might want to go further and elaborate on them more. Um, but is there anyone else that I'm missing that had great days that uh, kind of flew under the radar? No, I think I think that those are the the highlights for sure. Um, there's a couple guys though that I did kind of take notice of. That one is a guy that I liked as a undrafted free agent signing. Now I'm not saying that he's going to be super duper impactful, and I think that he got more playing time because Marquise Haynes was out on Saturday. Reich saying that he had a minor back issue. Um, it didn't seem overly concerned about that. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of leads into horse. yeah. But it kind of leads into I think this guy getting a little bit more reps was Iku Liotta. <laughs> the undrafted free agent out of Auburn. He was involved on second and third units, and he had a what would have been a sack on Bryce Young. He came through. He had a nice spin move, got got the pressure on the quarterback. He had multiple opportunities where I saw him lined up and playing, and he held his own, man. Like, that's that's a development that I will keep my eye on because of the fact that he's like six foot four, 260, 257, something like that. Mm-hmm. Does have a nice pass rush arsenal. He dealt with injuries that cut his season short at Auburn this past year. Before that, I think he already accrued two sacks maybe in like three games. Um, Has a nice arsenal, has a nice repertoire of moves. He's a power to speed guy, but he can set the edge as well. He's, He's got a bigger frame, but with more athleticism. DJ Johnson, man, again, was another guy that I saw that I was not super stoked on. Um, I'm hoping again that it's early and that there's still some refinement that's going on, but he looked very, you said it the last podcast that we had together, he looked clunky. He was moving very, very choppy. He did not look fluid. Um, I think there's a lot of work to be done there. So I'm not expecting a huge impact from him this season. Yeah. And that also kind of changes my mind a little bit. Now I didn't expect a huge impact from him, but I also didn't anticipate no impact, which I think is a realistic thing being a possibility. I mm-hmm. think he could play minimal snaps if he's not showing a profound 
capability to set the edge and play run defense. Mm-hmm. If he is not outstanding at that, he's going to have a really difficult time finding the field. Yeah. Um, Leota is is fun to watch for that, but again, he's got to even make the fifty three as an undrafted That's, free agent. There's not enough um, spots. That's the problem. So I I think that that changed my mind though on Saturday with Marquise Haynes already dealing with an ailment. I know it's not serious, but with an uptick in usage, he's going to see an uptick in wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got to look at signing somebody. Yeah. Um, and I have not really been steady in that camp because I do believe in what we have on this roster. Mm-hmm. But if this roster doesn't stay healthy with these guys that we're already taking a chance on developing into mm-hmm. somebody that is better than what they have historically proven to be, we could be in a pretty big jackpot if we go into it with just YGM and DJ Johnson behind Marquise Haynes. Yeah. Amari Mar- Barno looked okay. He looked athletic. He looked like he had ability. I just didn't see any major production or plays from him, right? It, he, mm-hmm. he looked like an NFL player, though, which is nice. Um, the other name, though, that I'll say here, and this is another defensive front, and this isn't somebody that will be coming off the edge, was Taylor Stallworth, wow. number 78. I, he was in the backfield a couple times, too, man. And, like, that was against, I think, second unit. He also played a lot of the third unit. Marquan McCall also looked really nice yesterday. Marquan McCall and Derek Brown stood out on the defensive front. Those were the two best defensive linemen I think I saw yesterday. And Marquan played with the first string, second string, and third string units. Mm-hmm. He was just getting reps. Mm-hmm. And on each each unit that he played on, he held his own. Mm-hmm. He was important to what was going on on the field. Even if he wasn't disrupting the backfield, he was occupying. You know what I mean? He's a space yeah, yeah. eater. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, they both stood out to me as the defensive linemen. But but Stallworth actually looked pretty good, man. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that defensive line and who they carry. Because a guy mm-hmm. like Bravi and Roy, I'm not sure that he's going to make the team if Marquand McCall starts performing better. And yeah. if somebody like Taylor Stallworth proves to be pretty good, you've got yeah. versatility from the guys like Deshaun Williams, Deshaun Tuttle. So you don't have to carry some of those guys. Right. You know, it, it, yeah. It's going to be interesting. But Ikuliota and Taylor Stallworth were depth names that looked better than I anticipated them looking. Especially Leota, because I haven't seen a single mention about him throughout camp or anything. And it was nice to see him, man. I think he's got some potential. Yeah, and there, there are going to be injuries to someone. I'm not gonna, yeah. I don't want to say that – I don't want to predict it on anyone, but to get through this whole training camp and no one going down yeah. is, is tough to think about. Right. So these guys might have to matter. They might, they, they might be right. important. Um, so, but, man, Mike K on the Mark Juan McCall, dude, yep. when people talk, listen, and he said it twice. Yep. If, and a guy that, like, he's, he's new to, to Panther Nation, if yep. he's going to make – like put that flag out there right I, people talk listen man yep. i uh i am all in on mccall if he is all in on mccall um and i think if he is as good as mike k is like kind of touting him yep. watch out for Derek brown sacks if absolutely he, if you have if you can get four or less in vegas odds on Derek brown sacks i don't think he got one last year at all he's gonna have a monster sack season for for what he does Right. I'm looking at six, seven, eight sacks for for him. I think it's possible. Uh, so I, because uh, man, when he was at Auburn, um, he he was he basically was um, um, like any great defensive tackle you can think of right now, Aaron Donald, um, um, yeah, Chris Jones, like he was that at Auburn. And he was mm-hmm. he's still he was he was playing opposition, man. Like yeah, now I I think he's gonna have a monster. I think he'll be. I think he's the one on our team that has. The best chance at being him and um, Burns have the best chance of being all pro this year. Yeah, um, 
I, and JC, I, if JC Horn can stay healthy, man, he's he'll. If JC yeah. Horn can stay healthy and play 16, 17 games this year, I think he will climb up those ranks and be talked about as a consensus top five corner. I yeah. even I even think that if you look at a guy, Sauce Gardner is great. He's a rookie, but he he was terrific. But if you look at him and JC, I even think that there's going to be a real path that you could say JC Horn is a better, more complete player than Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner. And no specific reason for that. It's just because JC has such a wide repertoire of abilities. Like his his run defense and tackling ability, he's a bigger dude than people give him credit for. So I yeah. Darren yep. Brown, Brian Burns, obvious answers for all pro. Yeah. JC Horn is health dependent, and then I think he could make first team. Nice. Um, and uh let's see what ever I mean, Sertain had Evero. Let's see yeah. if Sertain's is still the same right. guy. Also, a lot more people are going to be throwing against the Jets now because Jets are going to put up points, so people are yep. going to have to throw against them. So yeah, I mean, try it more. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Um, um, so no. So overall, um, great experience. I got to go. It looks amazing. Yeah. Great information uh, that that you got for us. Anybody like that uh, that you met or that you would think that. Um, Panther Nation needs to know about to you know follow or any any of those things. I know you shouted out a few people early on. All, all, all the people that you quoted today, all the local coverage that we have, yeah. I just think it's really important to follow local coverage. Um, as far as content creators that I met, uh, Dunk on Demand is is great for Panther analysis and um, real time tweeting uh, clips, things like that during camp. Uh, I believe he said that he would be at camp for the duration. Oh, cool. Um, I look forward to seeing some of these people again down there when I'm for the joint practices. Uh, Cam and T, I write with Cam uh, over at Cat Crave. He's a contributor for Cat Crave as well. Um, him and his buddy T have great uh, podcast content. They do a lot of really fun things. They were awesome to meet. Um, and then Monty with the Four Man Rush. Four Man Rush is a staple. But if you, any of those kind of local, from the ground up, built it kind of podcast content creator groups, those are the ones that I would pay the most attention to for Panthers stuff because they they have a vested interest, man. They're mm-hmm. fans, but they're also just good at what they do. Yeah, and we'll be there next year. Yep. We'll, there we we'll go. keep on going, and we're, we're going hey, to be those crossed, guys. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, it was nice, yeah. though. And, and, you know, it was nice to hear that people do listen to our content and read my content. It's a nice thing to hear, and it gives you more reason to keep going with it. Yeah, man, yeah. And, yeah, you – you want you think that what you have to say is interesting, and if somebody else thinks it's if one person, one other person thinks it's interesting, yeah. I'm doing it like for me, and you're Absolutely. probably doing it for you. Right. I, know, I know you're doing it for you, but the reason we put it out because somebody else might also find it interesting. So I'm glad that That's somebody it. has yep. like even one person saying it to you is like really really awesome. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. It keeps you motivated to keep doing it. Um, That's right. Because or else I would just do it in my bathroom and. Um, <laughs> yeah. and with nobody listening yeah <laughs> um well cool man well i appreciate you um we will try to get this done again asap like maybe yep. like first pads practice because i know we're gonna get like yep. a lot more information uh yep. but we'll talk about that we'll tweet about it we'll let you know when it comes out but yep. it, hopefully it's uh, sooner rather than later and um that's all i got um everybody keep pounding that's it keep pounding